Rattaloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1121, July 28, 2023. 100 degrees on this day in 1955. They had a string of those back in 1955. She was a nice summer. 50 degrees on this day in 1981. I've been getting testimonials from people uh, heralding the effects of Aquaside products on their swimming beach. Here's the beauty of Aquaside. It works. Uh, think about that. Right. I mean, he advertises, well, we don't advertise, but advertise any products that don't work. But many people do. <laughs> Aquaside works. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Their products are easy to use. They're made in White Bear Lake. They've been keeping beaches free of weeds and crud and unwanted vegetation for more than 60 years. The products have been vetted. They're safe for you, the family, and your fish. And uh, I've got news for you. There's a lot of swimming season left. There's still time to make your beach the envy of the shoreline if it isn't already. Take your cell phone down to the waterfront. Tell Aquas- Call Aquaside. Tell them what you're looking at. They'll help you understand the problem and get you the right products. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com for a solution that'll actually work. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course... The Rookie. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and the Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Sushir. Yesterday we got a cheerful note from Mr. Green Machine Number 9, our demolition derby driver, Matt, who mm-hmm. represents Garage Logic with Garage Logic on the side of his car. And he listened yesterday, as I said, his car's so beat up, I can't even tell what it is. And he writes back, I just listened. The car is what's left of a 2001 Chevy Lumina. (laughs) As you can see in the photo, I have a good solid roll of lime green duct tape holding the driver's door shut. The stepladder in the back is actually an ATV ramp that I now use as a car ramp for my trailer because I lost a ramp somewhere on Highway 94 in St. Paul last summer. Tell Reavers that due to cars being hard to find and get for a reasonable price nowadays that I only have a few on hand right now. Otherwise, I would run at more fairs. You were wondering about about his appearance at other fairs. Hopefully, I can get the win on Sunday. He'll be in Anoka on Sunday at the Anoka County Fair. Cheer on Mr. Green Machine Number 9, Matt, who, through the goodness of his heart, uh, races... On behalf of Garage Logic. So I also have another co- At follow-up At some point, question. he's got to ask us for some money. Wait, for advertising? No, just to help him keep the car uh, afloat. Um, I got a five or six bucks. Um, I've you don't tried. like that idea? No, I, no I, abs- I absolutely love that idea. Yeah. But upstairs isn't going to let you do it. Well, they I've don't tr- do that? I'm, I've, uh, I've tried. Oh. Yeah. Well, you're on your own, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, you're screwed, buddy. But I was wondering, because of his theme with the vehicle and the Garage Logic Association, why green? That color has never been associated with GL, in my, has it? Who cares? 
It's what? probably whatever house paint he had available. You're, you're the big theme. Well, problem maybe guy. the 2001 Lumina oh, there was you go. born as a green car. Sure. Lime yeah. green. Yeah, don't put too much thought into That's it. It's not Chris. a big Good point. deal. Good point. Now I have a follow up to this. is wonderful. Kenny yesterday, uh, as he is wont, uh, dreamed up another scam. <laughs> and he was wondering, well, what was it, Kenny, if you could take uh, uh, skunk legs to a different state? <laughs> uh, South Dakota pays a bounty on tails from, like, say, raccoons and skunks, etc. Predators that eat pheasant and duck eggs. Right. Oh, okay. So I was going to, you know, save up a year's worth of uh, raccoon tails, put yep. them in the freezer, yep. then find a friend in South Dakota, yep. s- split the cost, you know, okay. and, and it's uh, $10 a tail. It's, it pays really good. Well, here's Chris who writes, Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Kenny's admonition about his temptation of illegally importing varmint tails into South Dakota for the bounty reminded me of my own brief opportunity to consider a form of mammal fraud. (laughs) It was the early 1990s, and I was a young teen. A buddy and I had pooled our resources and bought a dozen deathclaw gopher traps and had taken to trapping six miles of road ditches in Morkin Township near Moorhead, Minnesota. The township would pay a buck and a quarter per pair of front legs from pocket gophers. Wow, in my day it was 10 cents. We'd catch the gophers, snip the legs, and were secretly stashing them in mom's deep freeze until the third Thursday of the month (laughs) when we'd take our legs down to the monthly meeting to collect the bounty. The first month that summer, there were three or four kids and a couple of old guys who turned in legs and made for an impressive pile of limbs in a garbage bag. My dad was, and I'm not using this guy's last name, my dad was and still is clerk of the township. So he wrote each of us a check and then headed home. My buddy and I followed his taillights home with our bicycles, and he he had put a good distance on us when we saw him stop for 30 seconds or so. My buddy suggested he had stopped to take a leak, but I wondered. When we got to the place he had stopped, I looked for the telltale puddle on the gravel, and when I didn't find it, I told my buddy, watch this. I walked a few feet down into the ditch, and there they were, the entire haul of gopher legs for the month, begging to be picked up and claimed for a second time. Yes, yes, yes. We had a long talk about it, and while I'd like to say our consciences prevailed, the fact that the old man had shown me where to hide the legs from mom in the back of the freezer made me think we probably wouldn't get away with it. Good luck, Chris. Oh, (laughs) almost. Isn't that something? Well, I'm glad a, he at least considered this larceny or whatever it is. This is a, a, a GL flavored show today with uh, emailers weighing in on a variety. And I've, it's not going to be all fun and games. I have two things for you to worry about. You know, you know what that proves, Joe? Huh. Both me and the writer of that email yeah. were honest GLers. That's right. We would never. Ever. I can't even say. Now, here's a guy, here's a person, CG, I think taking issue with this, but help me understand the email. As I listened to the episode on 724, what's today? Monday. 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 You have a problem with government workers who are remote workers in Minnesota. I have a question for you and most of your staff. 
What percentage of you actually work in a studio that doesn't Ooh. count as a studio at your home? Well, uh, Kenny, uh, only height works at home. Kenny goes to a remote studio that's not <laughs> I, his house. I do. Rookie, Joe, and Chris come into the studio. Uh, I'm not working remotely. Do we have to? Do we have to tell the truth though? Yeah, it, it is a home that I do own. It's it's a second home. Oh, I didn't know that. And it's a it's about you know a hundred yards from my home. It's a long walk. <laughs> no, during I the, drive. I, the, I, I I drive that commute. <laughs> during the blizzard, he'll he take a, a twine and he'll tie it to the house and yeah. to the building. Well, yeah. come on, this guy, Engel style. Come on, yes. listen up. Okay. This guy's laying down the gauntlet. What percentage of you actually work in a studio that doesn't, and that doesn't count a studio at your home? I know you won't be fact-based and honest on what percentage you will give working in a studio in a building like you have in the past. I will tell you this. I work for a state, and it's not Minnesota. You complain about state workers being evil and all this failure education that they have. I've never complained about state workers being evil. No, so this some this guy's got a well. This, he's got a, he, there's you hit a sore spot. Let's yeah. hear him out. Let's you complain about state works being evil and all this failure education they have. No, I talk about the failed academy. Let I not go. only have a BA and an MBA in accounting. I work in the heart of the belly of the beast, according to your words. I live one hour and thirty minutes one way. I drive this all week. I bet most of your staff doesn't do this. The true non-liberals don't cry on air or social media. We actually do our work and worry about family and life. Maybe you should look in the mirror and rethink what you're trying to say uh, and accuse of the government works. Boy, if you're an accountant, I'm really glad uh, you're not a writer. Most of them are not what you call us. Have a great day, CG. I'm, I'm struggling to understand. Uh, CG, you wrote this so poorly that I'm I'm struggling to understand what you're driving at. I think we're being accused of saying remote workers should fill up those office buildings back downtown. No, you were pointing out the hypocrisy that the people who don't work downtown are calling for those. They're to telling come down. the rest of us right. to get back downtown, but they don't. But CG, I I don't drive an hour and a half. I wouldn't be stupid enough to live an hour and a half from where I work. Hi, uh, how are you? Reavers is to my right. Reavers is. In my defense, the home is old that I'm working out of is only used for a studio. That's right. So, and in my defense. Um, if Hubbard were to build a studio in my house, I'd never see any of you people in person ever again. Yeah. Much like me. Right. I'd go the Kenny route. So, um, uh, CG, well, we, we love you. We're glad you're a listener. Yeah. But t take another crack at what you're complaining at because I can't really tell. Uh, I, I, I'm the mayor, and I show up every day in the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. Can I take this one? Because I have I have a huge persecution complex, so I understand where he's coming from. It's a she or a he. We don't know. CG? CJ? CG? We weren't referring to you, the workers. We were referring to uh, the mayors and the people in charge who spew one sort of nonsense and then do the opposite. Absolutely. So you're in the clear. We weren't talking about Absolutely. you. Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Kath. Joe, I'm catching up on the pods, and last week a GLer emailed about the Canadian wildfires. His link was very interesting. 
Since I'm an early adopter of conspiracy theories, I've had, I too have had thoughts on how they will return mask mandates and stay-at-home orders. No good crisis should be wasted, and after all, it would be for our own good. Thanks to your daily history of temperatures, I've been reminiscing about prairie life in North Dakota. Day after day, week after week, my grandpa, dad, and uncles were in the sweltering heat planting and harvesting the fields with only their own sweat to cool them thanks to the wind. There was no escape from the heat, not in the farmhouse or the barn or the car. They adapted and got the work done. Lives depended on their toughness. What has happened to us? It seems like we're afraid of everything. Heat, viruses, smoke, young people, work, gas stoves, the sun, the truth. I could go on and on. I have been walking daily in this dangerous heat and have found great pleasure in a burst of wind to cool my sweaty body. Mother Nature at her finest. Grateful for your 30 years of pushing back, Kathy. Huh. Okay. Those guys were tough guys back then. But we're not as tough. Kathy, you aren't. No. You're in trouble. I'd hate to be moving today. Yeah. I'd Kathy. hate to be walking up four flights of stairs moving your daughter in. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in trouble. Yeah. Kathy, your ancestors didn't have to deal with what we're dealing with, which, according to the U.N., is global boiling. Man-made global boiling. Breaking today, ladies and gentlemen, we no longer have global warming. We no longer have summer. We don't even any longer have climate change. We have global boiling. <laughs> this is according to that fraud who runs the UN. Guterres. We should have some sort of sound effect. So every time you say global boiling, we have, we have bo- a boiling sound. <laughs> Go to remember, your soundboard and find Remember a chunks of soot? We yeah. need a sound. We, yeah. A la that. We need some kind of sound effect. How what's, about what's uh, our hot uh, weather warning? Oh, I know. A, a tea a tea a cup thing, a tea whistle, a, a teapot whistle. Yeah. Wasn't it Operation Stay Cool? Yes, I think it was. You're listening to continuing coverage of Operation Stay Cool on the Garage Logic Radio Network. How many years ago was that? Well, when was Brad time. fired? <laughs> well, my point being that we must have been going through a hot spell. That was 2014, maybe? Global boiling. Hmm. Well... Let me see something. We're waiting. Well, well, let me see something here. Let he is a boil something. on the butt of humanity. Amen. That's <laughs> not it. That's not it. We don't have a boiling sound. On Tuesday, U.S. media outlets published a wave of stories about supposedly historic heat waves in Europe and North America. For example, the Washington Post published an article called Heat Waves in U.S. Europe Virtually Impossible Without Climate Change, Study Finds. Similarly, Axios published a story titled Historic and Enduring U.S. Heat Wave by the Numbers. Although certain parts of the U.S. have undoubtedly experienced strong heat waves this summer, there's no reason to believe these weather events are evidence that the world is hurtling towards a climate change catastrophe. In fact, I'm reading from Fox News because you're not going to read this in the Mm -hmm. Washington Post. Uh, in fact, the best available evidence suggests that heat waves recorded a century ago were more problematic than anything we're seeing today. Uh, government researchers have been tracking heat waves for more than 100 years. According to data from the U.S. Climate Change Science Program, which is made available by the Environmental Protection Agency, the annual heat wave index for the contiguous 48 states 
was was substantially higher in the 1930s than at any point in recent years. In some years in the 1930s, it was four times greater or even more. Additionally, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has a large database of daily temperatures that goes back to 1948. NOAA used 1,066 weather stations located across the U.S. to collect the data. According to NOAA, huge swaths of the U.S. have experienced a significant decrease in abnormally hot days recorded since 1948, especially in the Midwest and north, northern and eastern Texas. Although it's true that some parts of the U.S. have seen the number of hotter-than-usual days increase over the past 70 years, including in California and the New York metro area, both of which happen to be areas where a large number of media outlets are located, most weather stations have shown no meaningful changes or even declines. Mm. All right. Uh, Media, I'm sorry, meteorologist Anthony Watts who works with me, me being the author of this, Justin Haskins, as a senior fellow at the Heartland Institute, analyzed NOAA's data in detail and found that 81% of the weather stations used in NOAA's database reported that since 1948 there has been either a decrease or no change in the number of unusually hot days. I'll stop. Because uh, the uh, the believers can say, well, Seuss, you're just reading their side of the story, and anyone can make anything they want of statistics. Uh, but go back to Ian Plimmer. Uh, he said, if you tell me it's hotter than it was 120,000 years ago, then we might have something. Well, curiously enough, that 120,000-year figure is showing up. We're now being told that this is the hottest in 120,000 years. We How do people know that? We don't know that. Right. I thought last week we were reporting they were using records starting in, what, 79, you said? They can't. They can't. You know when you dig and you got different levels of stuff in the in the uh, earth? They can't tell different temps from dig that, can in they? in the earth. And well, get... you know, you have different layers. If they, if they start digging down, they can say, well, this was a dry spell. This was a wet spell. You know, digging like most of us do on this show every day. Yeah. <laughs> Dig deeper and deeper. <laughs> do you have a sound effect, Chris, that sounds like... Dun, dun, dun. Oh, dramatics. Let's get some theatrics. Yeah, because we've got a great paragraph here from the U.N. chief that's worth reading. That's from today's Star Tribune piece. You read that, right, Joe? Yes. Yeah, I don't want yeah. that. No, no, no. no. We need uh, something really. Water. Boiling sound. For God's sakes, that should be common. Sizzle, that would be like a, a teapot. Boiling water. Get a teapot. Oh my God. Okay. I'm Climate change is here. It is terrifying. And it's just the beginning. Uh, is it Guterres, Joe? Yes. Guterres. Guterres. Guterres told reporters in a New York briefing. The era of global warming has ended. The era of global boiling has arrived. Dun, dun, dun. Today, the earth is warming, and nature's not doing it. You know what this country needs? What's that, Joe? A beer. It needs the grizzled <laughs> old gym teacher with yeah. the crew cut yeah. to blow a whistle yeah. and say, everybody sit down and shut up for a minute. Yeah. yeah. UN guy, you're full of B as in B, S as in S. Trump, shut up and go away. Biden, shut up and tell your kid to calm down. Everybody get back in their place. 
I don't give a bleep what your pronouns are. I don't care what the yeah. temperature God. is. We need a gym teacher with a whistle. It's the football coach from days. Thank you. Sizzling. The football coach Is that from dazed and oh, you're interrupting. Jesus. The football coach from dazed and confused. Yep, Whatever. that's the guy we need. Always wearing a whistle, and the and the really short uh, gym shorts that the barely, short shorts, yeah, that yeah. go just above his knee. Well, we have from the Los Angeles Times, the Los Angeles Times saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah, hmm. would an occasional blackout. Help solve climate change. How so? We might not have a choice. In other words, we're inching towards, I'm afraid, something incredibly inevitable. Hmm. This, this hysteria is so pervasive and so commanding of all news-gathering attention that it is inevitable that it will become a self-fulfilling prophecy to do something about it. It's, it's not human nature to take day after day after day of hysteria before, before wishing to take action against the hysteria. And you and I and GLers don't wish to take any action because we call it for what it is. It's hysteria. But the Mysterians will seize upon this and they will begin to use it for shutting life down as we know it. Ooh. Whether it's uh, a very uh, a carefully chosen power outages, whether it's, uh, I mean, Biden is already on a stump the past 48 hours clamoring for new work and safety rules for working in the heat which there should be. I'm not doubting that it's difficult. I have a very close relative who works in the heat all day, and we were worried about him yesterday. Mm. I'm not denying that that can be difficult. Not at all. What I'm suggesting is... That's what happens in the summer. We will have our lives as we know it turned upside down. They're going after us about electric cars. They're going to go after us with conveniently orchestrated blackouts and conveniently ordered stay-at-home mandates. That's what's coming. How else could it? How else could you not see that? Do you see the blackouts as being on purpose? Yes. Like turning the power off Absolutely. on purpose? Absolutely. I don't trust anybody from the UN or the American government to do this. I, I, but they're I, here to help us, Joe. They're not. They're, 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 they've completely lost sight of the lives of average Americans, and we continue to become smaller and smaller and smaller citizens. Just waiting for the next shoe to drop and be told what to do. And too many Americans are too comfortable with being told what to do. Yep. And on that <laughs> note, I want to get a drink of water. But before you do that... I'd like me to get a cold pop. 
you, what yeah. you need to do is get your money into the right bank. And that's why I'm here for, once again for my friends at North American Banking Company. You know what? I like being able to go to any one of their six locations. My store is in Ro- my store, my locations yeah. in Roseville. But you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview. And they also have that new location over there in Maple Grove. Now, they offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other big banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. And they are also locally owned and operated. And this is huge because that means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. This helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. Their team of experienced bankers are ready to help business owners navigate all of the challenges, especially in the state of Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and obstacles that come with owning a business. They first opened back in 1998, and they made a promise to deliver a better banking experience for their customers, where you know your banker, and they know you personally. While a lot has changed since then, this commitment to being a true community bank in the Twin Cities, that has not. So check them out online right now. Go online, nabankco.com. That's nabankco.com. Poke around their website and see what they have to offer. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. Garage Logic Town Council member. Here's what you're missing. Just keep shoveling them in. Joe eats fast. I've noticed Uh-oh. that. Okay, they're hasty. Are you spitting <laughs> the seeds into your lunchbox? What do you want me to do? Throw them on the floor? <laughs> You are a hayseed. <laughs> You're the hayseed. Kenny, yeah, Kenny, hayseed. he's the city at hayseed. He is. What, you want me to hayseed. spit the seeds on the floor? He's like Jethro yeah, Clampett. Really? <laughs> hey, go out to the concrete pond. Do it again. I want to, I want the sound effect. I got your mic up. Come on, give us a good spit. God, that's crass. Oh my god. What a Neanderthal. Go behind the scenes of Garage Logic with unfiltered audio and video access, invites to exclusive events, an emailed newsletter from the mayor himself, and more by signing up at garagelogic.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. Fleet Farm, Walmart, Knack Hardware Stores, Auto Parts Stores. Uh, people have been emailing me wondering where they can find Bugs Be Gone by uh, Seafoam. Uh, and then when you pick up, I'd pick up a spray bottle or two. Keep one in uh, the door pocket of your vehicle. Give one to uh, your uh, spouse. Um, and evidently, I just discovered this. I was looking for you guys. I was doing, I was doing some research. Hmm. You can buy this stuff by the gallon. How cool is that? Fleet Farm, Walmart, they both sell it by the gallon jug. What I'm talking about, bugs be gone. It makes, uh, I did it again this morning. It makes getting the bugs off the windshield so easy. I just sprayed down the windshield, then I hooked up the pump, got her cooking, and then I didn't even really have to scrub at all. I just squeegeed them off, and the windshield was like brand new. They, it breaks the sticky bond of bugs and crud to the surface of your bumper or your windshield. And I believe just, it is safe for paint, too, isn't it? Uh, I'm not worried about it getting on no. paint because it dribbled down the doorpost yep. and couldn't care less. It's safe for all finishes, non-toxic. It's water-based, no film, no haze when it drives, just a nice, clean windshield. And we can use it on everything. Like uh, Joe said, don't worry about it. If it's a plastic or fiberglass, campers, motorcycles, uh, boat services, golf carts, anything that's on there that's organic. Just spray it on, wait a few minutes, wash it off, I'm trying it on, be gone. I'm going to try it on pine sap. You got to. Yeah, yeah. I am and going to. Somebody, uh, what was it, goose poop on a golf cart. 
Oh, yeah. It works on that. Yeah. Uh, just another wonderful product from our friends at Seafoam. Uh, gentlemen, just a reminder. Yeah. Uh, the Garage Logic 30th anniversary celebration is going to happen, what, two weeks from Monday? Yeah, and I have a million, a, a brainstorm when you're done. I have a brainstorm about this event. The Chanhassen Dinner Theater is the location as we record a live podcast on the Chanhassen Dinner Theater stage. Tickets are just $40, and they do include dinner and a live GL podcast recording. This is not exclusive to the town council. This is for everybody. The podcast is going to include music from John and Dylan Hyde and also Stephen C. And maybe a special guest. Dinner at 5.30 p.m. The show starts at 7.30. For more information and to purchase your tickets, go to garagelogic.com. When you arrive to the show tickets page, just click on Get Tickets. And uh, we do have an update. Yeah. On that. Yeah. The tickets are already over half gone. Okay. Oh. So if you want to get your tickets to that show, do it now because I don't want to get an email in a week or uh, just do it now. Just go get your tickets why, why now. Are why and why waiting? wait? I got yes, a music sir. idea. Yes, sir. Why not feature that we can all join in to the best of our abilities? <laughs> Being very serious now. Okay. Why not feature the work of Dylan Height? The bumper music of Dylan Height. Okay. Well, that last one you just played was Dylan Height. Right. Why can't we recreate some of that in the theater? That would be a Dylan question, but... Isn't that what we do anyway? I think we were planning on doing that. You're saying performing that live. Performing his bumpers live. They, they, They would be done better than us trying to cover something. Uh, and I'm glad we we have so much time to figure this out. That's not a question for us. In other words, we have no time to figure this out. Thank you for saying what I've been biting my tongue about. Hold on, hold on. So, I think I have some of that live recording of us. That's cool. it sounds like a. This is the chorus. Here comes the chorus. That's us. <laughs> I have one more note about <laughs> UFOs from Mike Thompson out in Big Fork, Montana. Yeah. That was a, a great, a great point. I have a little quiz for you. What occurred during halftime of the very first Super Bowl? January 15, 1967. My clue to you is uh, he's writing about a, a UFO thought he has. Wasn't it the USC marching band? I have no idea. That's not what he's referring to. Oh. But I now have a vague memory of this. There was a brief flight done by a guy in a jetpack. Oh, I think I recall seeing this video. Uh, just think about think yeah. of the point Mike and Big Fork is making. There are so many topics that come up through the days of GL that I want to write about, but rarely do I have the time. So let me just add my two cents on UFOs. I, like you, want to believe, and I've even done the work to fit it into my Christian theology, which I will spare you. However, in the camp of we have technology that we aren't letting anyone know about is this argument. If you watch the halftime of the first Super Bowl, Jan 15, 1967, there is a brief flight done by a man with a jetpack on his back. Hmm. 
You're telling me. Check this out. Check this out. You mean to tell me, with all the technological developments, this jetpack was built long before computer chips started to get really small and full of technology and stuff. <laughs> Thinking of all the technological developments in area in every area of life, and yet we haven't seen a more advanced rocket man-like for 56 years? Imagine the developments of this type of technology being done by some of the best minds over the past 56 years. You can't tell me we don't have some cool technology out there that we don't know about. Go Bigfoot, go. Good luck, Mike and Bigfoot. What a great point. You mean to tell me Check this yeah. out. that in 1967, in Los Angeles, I believe the first Super Bowl was at the Coliseum. It was. With about 12 people there. <laughs> this guy's flying around with a primitive jet pack. And we, uh, we, you don't think that's been improved upon? Hmm. Uh, what's, what's the point? I don't get the point. The point is that we still think, uh, we think that jetpacks haven't advanced much beyond January 15th, 1967, if we think of them at all. We rarely think of individuals being able to fly as a result of a jetpack on there. And it was used in early James Bond film mm -hmm. and, 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 but nothing since. And his point is, you mean to tell me they aren't sitting in some secret lab somewhere and they got more stuff than we could ever shake a stick at? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Hey, you don't get it, Kenny? I'm sorry. What I apologize. Wrong with you? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I've been licking just, a lot of spoons lately. You just lately. Mitch McConnell me. You, look, you <laughs> I, went dead stare. I wish I could. Stare. It's, it's the 10 cents for a bat and... Thirteen cents for a ball <laughs> trick. I don't. I don't. Hey, Kenny. I, I think he. No, let me try this again. I think he's saying if in if in nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. Which is fifty six years ago. Is that correct? Yeah. Fifty six years ago, a guy used a jetpack for a very bleep, brief flight at halftime. Yeah. Okay. And he's saying in the intervening fifty six years. You don't think that technology I, has been approved upon? I do think improved. that. Okay. Improved I do think upon? that. Improved upon. I, I, I definitely well, think that. Well, then now that. you get what he said. Because you're thinking, well, this was a George Jetson-style guy going from the 25-yard line right. to, ha yeah, to midfield. What's his point? his point? I I understand what he's saying, but he's not... He's not doing anything to change my mind to make me believe or disbelieve anything. Disbelieve or disbelieve what? Exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not being dumb on purpose. What? I'm not being dumb on purpose. This is how. No, this is what I have to deal with. It's what I have to deal with. I'm Kenny, sorry. Much? I get what he's saying. Rook, here's the test. I understand Rook, what, he's what he's saying? saying. I don't get what he's saying. I understand what he's saying, Wait. but to what point? Rook. So what? What I, was the question? <laughs> what was he saying? <laughs> Rook, face global it, you are, warming. you are so focused. Damn global warming. Matthew is so focused right now on where he is not yeah. that That's he can't right. pay pathetic. attention to okay. the I'm show. On, I'm on that second stairwell. I'm on two stairwells <laughs> up, halfway up to the it's fourth just floor. pathetic. I have two things Hold for on. you all. Before we move on, Kenny, more importantly, where right. he emailed us from. Okay. Big Fork, Montana. How'd you like a little cabin spot right there on Flathead Lake? 
where the oh. sunset is still 9.20 p.m. I've been to Flathead Lake. That is... That's it's gorgeous. Oh, Absolutely gorgeous. Oh. Joe, you want All to right. go to Bigfoot? I, I'm sorry for stopping the show, Sue. Yeah, repeat that I, for me. I, I, I should have just agreed like Matthew tops. would have. I, I should have, yeah, just, damn right, there. Yeah, you're you, right. You tell him. We need to get back to this country. As it should be. I have two things for you to worry about that have nothing. Come on. I'm already worried today. I know. That have nothing to do with the climate. Wow. Okay. The first is this. A fox was spotted along the southern wall of the Temple Mount in Jerusalem Wednesday night. Okay. Why is that odd? With the jet pack. Yeah, looking for the Super Bowl. (laughs) Why is that something, Joe? Rabbi Akiva responded that the appearance of the fox coincided with a prophecy given by the prophet Uriah. Uh Uh-oh. In which he stated, therefore, for your sake, Zion shall be plowed as a field and Jerusalem shall become rubble. And the Temple Mount is the high place of the forest where foxes are found. Although the prophecy appears in Micah 3.12, there is a rabbinic tradition that was prophesied by Uriah and not Micah. And then the printer really... Did you hear what the rabbi said? What did the fox say? Thank you. At the time, the rabbi of the Western Wall and the Holy Places, Rabbi Shmuel Rabinowitz. Yes, very well known. (laughs) Very well known, Yes. The curls and everything. I'm sorry, Joe. You lost me, buddy. I'm going to get the right story here. Uh, just this is important because there's some stuff going on. Ding 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 ding. What did this fox tell you? What is happening? What did Red Fox say? Wash your privates. Let's not become. Blasphemous, no. Okay. We will not blaspheme. Become. A fox was spotted along the southern wall of the Temple Mount on Wednesday night as Tisha B'Av, the day when the two temples of Jerusalem was destroyed, was marked. The sighting of the fox went viral with social media users saying the sighting was a sign of a prophecy coming true. Let me uh, scroll down here. Uh, the social media users were referring to a story related in Tractate Makat, in which Rabbi Akiva Rabban Gamliel, Rabbi Eleazar Ben Ezari, and Rabbi Yo. Don't even look at me. We have a Don't Jewish quorum. We have a Jewish quorum with all of these Shut rabbis. Up. Rabbi uh, Yehushua yes. visited the site of the destroyed second temple. When the rabbis arrived at the site, they saw a fox. All right? Just, just settle down here now. Uh, when the rabbis arrived at the site, they saw a fox emerge from the site of the Holy of Holies and began weeping, although Rabbi Akiva began laughing. The rabbis asked Rabbi Akiva why he was laughing as a fox walked in a site about which the Torah wrote, and the non-priest who approaches shall die. Rabbi Akiva responded that the appearance of the fox coincided with the prophecy given by the prophet Uriah, in which he stated, Therefore, for your sake, Zion shall be 
plowed as a field, and Jerusalem shall become rubble, and the Temple Mount is the high places of a forest where foxes are found. All right. See? Okay, this is a prophecy. Start worrying now. Rabbi Akiva noted that the prophet Isaiah linked the prophecy to Uriah to the prophecy of Zechariah, a prophet during the second temple period, which reads, There shall yet be elderly men and elderly women sitting in the streets of Jerusalem. Until the prophecy of Uriah was fulfilled, I was afraid that the prophecy of Zechariah would not be fulfilled now that the prophecy of Uriah was fulfilled, it is evident that the prophecy of Zechariah remains valid, said Rabbi Akiva. Yes. The sages said to him, employing this formulation, Akiva, you have comforted us. Akiva, you have comforted us, concludes the story in the Gemara. Mazel. So, so the fox... Did you hear the one about the four rabbis and the fox? But they saw a fox at the Temple Mount. Yeah. That's a bad sign. But they're not rare. No. There's foxes everywhere over there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I sound like Dr. Seuss. That's quite a prophecy, though, to say. I mean, if I I'm say just trying to help you. Seriously. But it's not going out on a limb, Matthew. I mean, it's like seeing a skunk in my driveway. Yeah, yeah well, there's the skunk. Yeah, but why did Isaiah predict all this doom and gloom? Jerusalem is going to be taken down because a fox is walking around. I'm going to give you something else to worry about. The caldera in Yellowstone gets all the attention. Oh, yeah. Gets Uh, all the attention, right? I've seen the headlines on this story, and I've been afraid to read it. Well, we have another U.S. supervolcano showing clues of imminent eruption. I don't like that. All right, it's not Yellowstone. Okay. It is... Uh, Anyone who has spent time in Long Valley, California, may have noticed a shift in the hot creek springs and pools. The creek has, visitors say, taken on a more malign bubbling in recent months, a new hot water feature even popping up on the shore of the creek. For many, it was a sign that the ancient volcano was preparing to blow. But the California Volcano Observatory says, not so fast. This is just the result of a dramatic winter snowfall. And much of what melted from the highlands has fallen into the caldera, filling it deep enough below the surface for it to eventually regurgitate. While the caldera may be safe for now, scientists have warned that other signs throughout Long Valley hint that an eruption may well be around the corner. Long Valley sits next to Mammoth Mountain and is one of the world's largest calderas, a huge cauldron-like hollow that forms after an eruption. It measures 20 miles long and 11 miles wide and is 3,000 feet deep and was originally formed... 760,000 years ago when a devastating eruption released hot ash that later cooled and formed the Bishop Bluff. During the first eruption, ash was sent eight miles into the air with deposits believed to fall as far east as Kansas, more than 1,000 miles. Long Valley would cause absolute chaos if it erupted, yet little is said about it. More attention is given to Yellowstone. But according to the Science Channel, Long Valley could well be on its way to erupting. The supervolcano and its recent activity were explored during the channel's 2017 documentary, Secrets of the Underground. And I won't read you the whole thing, but 
I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, you changing your light bulbs to save the earth is going to look pretty foolish when uh, Long Valley erupts. Is this the Mammoth Mountain where all the uh, Californians go skiing in the winter? Yeah. Um, directly east of San Jose? It's in that uh, area. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. As Kansas, you say? Yeah. According to Ron Nelson, a scientist and the show's narrator, there are alarming signs of possible volcanic activity, and clues are pointing towards an imminent eruption scattered throughout the valley, the site of the second largest explosive volcanic eruption in North America. Even if a weaker eruption occurred in Long Valley today, it would still pose an existential threat to the millions of people who live around it. Uh, I, I would imagine so. An investigation carried out by the Science Channel in a part of the valley found several instances of smoke billowing from beneath the ground. Jared Peacock, a geophysicist, similarly pointed out an alarming feature of the caldera. Using star data, no, using in-star data, technology that creates a detailed map of a region through lasers that has monitored the area for the last 20 years, he found a troubling region near Mammoth Lakes, a town in the Sierra Nevada mountains. Hmm. Showing a map created from the data, Mr. Peacock, Mr. Peacock said, right here in the middle, you see there's a resurgent dome, a red-hot dome positioned directly beneath the ground where the magma is likely to reside. Something is pushing it upwards, Mr. Peacock explained. And uh, so you got a fox over there at the Temple Mount. Okay. And that can't, you know, according to Uriah Heap, that can't be good. This thing's ready to blow. And then you got this baby in California. So. And then we have um, uh, climate boiling. And the climate, and the, no, the world is boiling. Oh, the world is boiling. Yeah. I had a Uriah Heap uh, eight track. Yeah, old Uriah Heap. I don't think they mentioned any foxes or... Yeah, the rabbi didn't even know what the fox no. said. Let us go have lunch. Well, I try to do my best to help you morons, but... Yeah, swing and a miss. Yeah, swing and a miss. Try is the operative word. Yeah. Uh, global global boiling. Mm-hmm. All right, uh... I, I I have to uh, take a time. You just don't know sometimes. When it's boiling, you know what you need? Water. Cold water. Mm. In your own personal water drinking system. I, I agree. From my friends at Hofferman Water. You know what? I'm not kidding. It's one of the best investments that I've made in quite some time. We save on so much bottled water, especially throughout the summer. And you should get on their schedule right now. It's summertime. Hey, hey. that means it's their busiest time of the year. 952-894-4040. That's their website. You can also look them up on their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Listen, bad water can affect almost every aspect of of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and you are sitting pretty. And it doesn't matter. Maybe you want a new drinking water system or maybe you're looking at upgrading your water softener and Hey, maybe get an iron rust and odor filtration system. Whatever you want, Kinetico and Hofferman are here to take care of you. You get that new system, your laundry is better. So are your showers and your drinking water. So get on the schedule right now. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Check them out online at HoffermanWater.com. Call them today and make sure you let them know that you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast.
on the east shore of Spoon Lake. We're celebrating 30 years of garage logic. Thanks in part to North American Banking Company. Now, I told you uh, that I was at Leech Lake. Yes, and Leech Lake, and you said it was a terrible name, and I agree. Well, it's a wonderful lake. Mm-hmm. Just a great lake. I'm trying to think if I've ever been there. I'm sure you haven't. Mm. But can you think of anything that you would not want on you worse than a leech? Uh, no. A leech scares... Well, a, a tick, but I guess a tick would be behind a leech. But leech has the additional connotations of... of you know, blood sucking, sucking and, right, and right. just, you know, uh, scary, you know. So we tried to come up with the names of lakes right. that would be worse than right. beach, you know. Bo- Boyle Lake. Boyle know. Lake would not be. Right. Here are the 10 lakes with names worse than leech. Right? Okay. These lakes have all have names that are worse than leech lake. That's how I would say it. Right. Yeah. Phlegm. See, would you want to go swimming in no. Flem Lake? It's, it's, if it's spelled with a PH, I don't think so. It's P H L E D. Oh, yeah, no way. Yeah. Sputum. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, you wouldn't want any part of that, would you? I'd, uh, I think I'd. Got do. a big muskie out of sputum <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> Blood. Blood Lake, I'd probably. This was your contribution. I'd find another lake to go camping. Blood. Fish in. Yeah. <laughs> Blood Lake. Blood. I got a cabin up on uh, up on Blood. That's what Maybe you, you want to come up for the weekend. That's where you have to you have to put it in that perspective. Sure. You're telling it, hey, where's your lake, up, Ray? We're up at Blood. <laughs> we got a nice place up at Blood. <laughs> Can you see the reaction? You know, you just moved into town. You yeah. said, where are you going? Well, we're packing it up. We got a big cabin on Blood. But see, that would be good, maybe, because then nobody would bother you. You know, right. could, can you come up to Blood this weekend? Uh, no, uh, we got to go to a you know a confirmation or something. What were you swimming in? Blood Lake. <laughs> e. coli. No. No. See, you You know. Yeah, I got my jet ski up on E. coli. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, that's the thing Leech does to you. That's how right. powerfully bad the name is, you know. It's a foul. I mean, just the, the audio sound is bad. Infection. <laughs> Lake Infection. Lake Infection. Where's your brother? He's got a place up on Infection. Yeah. Yeah, it's on the north arm there. Yeah, they're pulling crappies out of Lake Infection like you wouldn't believe this year. <laughs> Fry them up right on shore. Rat. <laughs> you know what? There probably is a rat lake. There probably is, but would you go to Rat Lake? No, I wouldn't. Right. Well, that would be the point of naming. Oh, sure. If you want to keep people away, you tell the people, hey, listen, uh, we're going to head up to Rat Lake. You kids want to go? No, I don't want to go. There, there's new development on Rat Lake. It's probably not very popular. Yeah. Where were we, Rat? Uh, I think you had read off the name Rat Lake. Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> My perception of Ghetto Lake yeah. is fun, though. Yeah, but I, you know, run a lot of people and... wouldn't probably, you know, build new development on no. Ghetto Lake. Urine Lake. That wouldn't. That wouldn't. <laughs> Wasn't that was almost one of the Great Lakes? But then the Huron. Then they changed it to right, Huron. Huron, right. a little more. Uh, yeah. Easy to visit. Leper. See, that, you know, you really doesn't, you know, you don't think of anything. Uh, That's what you have to think. You put right. it in terms of, hey, where's your cabin? It's up on Leper. <laughs> <laughs> what does not work for me? You got a boat up there? No, we got a pontoon. Yeah, the handle keeps falling off. Got though. a pontoon, but it uh, it's corroded. There's something wrong with it. Uh, but here's the number one worst name for a lake. All right. You know, when you're trying to think of names of lakes worse than Leech Lake. You know. Right. Right? Right. Pus. Ooh. 
to me, that would be a worse name. You don't want Leech, to go on. You would take you would take Leech over Puss. Right. Right. Hey, speaking of lakes, yeah, I got the lake detective. Hello, LD. Hello, hello, Joe. Just a minute. You bet. Just a minute. Of course, it'll only take me. Oh, you know. There you go. All right. All right, now take it down. LD. Yes. Uh, the blue water of Lake Okaboji. Right. What is that all about? Uh, it has to do a lot. You know, it's, uh, there's a lot of limestone in the area. They do get some calcium carbonate precipitates. And uh, with a light precipitate, it gives you kind of a light gray, almost a bluish look. All right. The and man has never been stumped, Garage Logic's own lake detective. And I was uh, at Leech Lake, which I happen to think is a wonderful lake, by yeah. the way, but Absolutely. really is saddled with a poor name. It is, but it could have been worse, Joe. Yeah. Here's the here's the original name. Yeah. It's the Ojibwe name. It's Gasaga Gasaga Makeg Sagagan. Really? Which means the place of the Leech Lake and uh. Nicolet wrote back in the uh, 1830s that uh, this this name implies that its waters contain a remarkable number of leeches. And I, apparently that is true. Actually, they do. They have a, a, a certain species up there that's about 11 or 12 or 13 inches long. And uh, is there any particular reason why that lake would be more leech-infested than others? Well, it has, it has exactly the right conditions for the leeches to hide. Mm-hmm. They have not done as those that species of leech hasn't done nearly as well in other lakes, although they're probably, they are in other lakes as well. They just aren't as common. Right. Uh, can you think of some names of lakes that are worse than leech? I'll tell you what, you hit some of them. There actually are some rat lakes. In fact, there's a whole bunch of rat lakes, but <laughs> they are generally named for muskrats. Right. So there's a basis for that. Well, see, muskrat doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> no, I think that was better. There are some new ones now coming in. You wouldn't want really. You wouldn't want a cabin on any place called Septic Lake. That'd be that'd be a bad oh, name. Oh, yeah. Maggot Lake. That <laughs> Maggot. wouldn't that wouldn't work. <laughs> no, no. Wouldn't work. Maggot or Septic or Milfoil Lake. Milfoil Lake people Milfoil stay out would, of. But but some of those like Boner Lake. That <laughs> that that's that not wouldn't good. be popular. Not a good be, big. Vi- well, maybe yeah, if for the could work college with a crowd. certain crowd. Right. <laughs> yes. Right. But some of these lakes, for example, like Green Lakes, they're not really green. What happens is, like, there's a green lake up in uh, Candy, Ojai County. Mm-hmm. That was named because the, tr- the water was so clear, it reflected the trees from the shoreline. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a little bit misleading. Well, green is a, is a lovely uh, name of a lake compared to leech. <laughs> and I don't want to get in trouble with the leech lake people because, again, I think it's a great body of water. It's absolutely. But we were sitting around trying to think of names that would be... I mean, when you think of all the creatures in Minnesota you don't want on your skin, leech would be right at the top of the list. Top of my list. Yeah. But they're no big deal, really, are they, LD? No, they're not. You know, know, they have that little little chemical that keeps things from clotting. So when you pull them off, you do bleed for a little while. Right. Perfectly natural. And uh, are you on a case now, sir? Yes, I am. I'm heading up to Detroit Lakes tomorrow. We are... We're aerating a wetland area using a solar-powered aerator. Well, uh, uh, please stay in touch with us. The man has never been stumped. All right, Joe. He's Garage Logic's own lake detective. Thank you, we'll sir. Be in touch. All right. Bye now. There's a man who leads a life of danger. Infested. Uh, everyone bad lake We could go on forever. We, right. we tried to come up with the most revolting. Pus, Pus does it for me. Lake syringe is bad. Syringe is not good. <laughs> you wouldn't want to walk barefoot on the uh, lake bed of Lake Syringe. Well, I would take the kids up to Syringe for the weekend. <laughs> you know.
throw them off the dock. <laughs> but that's what. Well, you funny. might as well name a lake then medical but waste. Next time, next time you talk to someone about that, and I'm going to try this. Yeah, I am. You know, maybe you someone that what? possibly didn't hear the show. Yeah, I'm going to. Pre- I don't have a cabin, but I'm going to pretend I do. Yeah, and I'll get into a conversation, right. and I'm going to use one of those just to see what the yeah. reaction is. We got a place up on Pus. <laughs> Yeah, you could come up anytime you want. But you have to throw Puss or Puss Lake in. Uh, right. Uh, Puss Lake up by, it's right off of, oh, right outside to, of McGregor. Sure, I had the kids swimming in Puss last week. <laughs> and, and you got a jet ski up there. Jet and skis don't work going. well on Puss. No, Lake yeah. Leper, uh, they got a lot of sandbars. Right. But that Leper. seat, that's, that's like one of those tricks you play in an elevator, you know. <laughs> I got new socks on. You could be on an elevator and, and uh, say, you know, yeah, we, we were up at the cabin. Up at Puss. Where's your... <laughs> Another kid drowned in Blood Lake. It oh, wasn't. It was God. pretty bad. That, that blood is even worse than Puss. Blood Lake is really thick. Flam. It's a lot of muck. Flam isn't good either. No. Oh, <laughs> God. Flam, I haven't seen that one on the map. Well, it's been around, and not a lot of people know about it. It's yeah. uh, not a Were cabin's you up near McGregor? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not a lot of cabins on no, the there Flam isn't. this year. You're the only one out there, aren't you, on Flam? <laughs> Oh, man. Spooky old rookies, the only one out there with a cabin on flame. <laughs> well, anyway, who did this? Who got this website uh, from I How Stuff I believe it was Dibble because she just came. Uh, we got a couple of emails on it, and she brought one in here, too. Well, it just answers everything you want to know. You know, how does your sense of smell work? How do they make cotton candy? What does the name WD-40 stand for? How does snoring work? Well, what's, I don't really care. What's, a- what's H? SW. Oh, how stuff works. Adoy. Don't don't add that to your list of things not to say. All right. <laughs> Moron number two. Well, there's wow, ooh, and doy. I wish I could find it. Yes, I can. What? I'm going to tell you something. You better start getting more personally involved in your work, or I'm going to stab you through the heart with a pencil. Do you understand me? Yes, sir. Why do some appliances have two prongs on their outlets and some have three? Well, because some are grounded. Mm. Right? I wouldn't even know that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, this is a nice website. <clears throat> it's by somebody named Marshall Brain, HowStuffWorks.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's in it for him? Uh, it's the cool site of the year. In 1998, it won some award as cool site of the year, the coolest site on the Internet. Well, okay. Well, there's got to be something in it for a sure, guy. Here is we it got some it. guy just sitting around his house? No, HowStuffWorks uh, is a production of BYG Publishing. So they probably have a book or two out, but have decided that they to... Are you, <laughs> are you okay? I just fell. <laughs> oh, you're one of those. Oh no, takes, no. Yeah, sure, you enjoy the fact that I'm hurt. If you would have been clutching your heart, I would have called nine one one, but I would have stayed in here laughing. I'm not... <laughs> what were you doing? I'm trying to get the retrieve the internet thing. It went on the floor. Did and you, I went. Did you I, throw it? I went over. I looked down. Yeah, sure. Byg Publishing. <laughs> Such. Are you there? Hello. Okay, hey, this is, <laughs> you know, Garage Logic. You gotta love it. Yeah. Thirty years of Garage Logic is brought to you by North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. To learn more, go to nabankco.com. Join us all summer long as we look back at thirty years of GL memories.
Hey, Pat. Yes, Joe. How's Justin Thomas doing today? He's on the cut line. He finished the two over. He's on the cut line. The uh, the the Gallia kid is on the cut line. Uh, there's three or four prominent players at two under. Alice Kavner's trying to figure out a way to keep it there. You might have somebody out there tripping people or something. <laughs> if Justin Thomas doesn't make the cut, that's a major story. Oh, yeah, well, he's not making the FedEx Cup then unless he wins next week. So, yeah, it is. And he's, uh, yeah, I'll say one thing. He tried. He kept, uh, he made a 30-foot putt on the last hole to get to 200. So. Wow. Unlike Dustin, who couldn't wait to go home last year when he had nothing to do. Now, wait a minute. Is Justin two over or two under? Two under. Two under, all right. Did I say over? Yeah, two under. Yeah, two under. Well, I'm. Two, he's two. He's two hundred. The other question yeah. I have is: Did you watch the golf uh, documentary on Netflix? Not all, but quite a bit of it. Half, maybe half. I, mean, you, I wasn't hooked really. Did you see the Joel Dahman episode? Yes, and that's why they're showing us so much of him on TV here. Well, how has he know? managed to keep a tour card? I don't know, but he's also two under. He's trying to eat that. He's in their, one of their featured groups here. But I, I don't know. He's uh, persistent, to say the least. And then Scott Piercy, who lost to Finau last year, I see he withdrew. Yes, he hasn't been playing worth a, uh, worth a damn. So uh, they come out here, it's 98 degrees, they shoot 80. They know they got no chance to make more than $12,000, which for them is peanuts. So they don't, you know, they figure out something wrong with them and go home. Yeah. What they don't know is it's going to be a cool 89 today, and then the weekend it's going to be bluebird. Yep. So it's pleasant but, out there today. Oh, yeah, it's nice stuff for today. Yesterday, I uh, I was not here yesterday. I was here the day before, but uh, uh, I was not here. But I, I, I was suffering watching it on television. Yeah, it was a little warm yesterday. Plus, that golf course is intimidating to walk for most people mm-hmm. it, because it's straight line you can't you, there's no cut across it's really to uh, save your footwork like on the old golf courses and uh, it, uh, it, it's daunting to think that you might want to go out and watch some golf and it's going to be 98 degrees it's uh, you know it, it, there was nobody there yesterday but here but there's a it looked like but there's a pretty good crowd here today so Wonderful, wonderful. But if Justin Thomas doesn't make the cut, I don't know what happened. Because you sold your soul to he's here, right? That's, yep. that's the promotion that he, he had to show up. And that was uh, that was their hope for this tournament, that there'd be a few guys having to play to get into the FedEx Cup now that it's only 70 instead of 125. Right. <clears throat> and he's, he's so, in danger of not making that 70. Yes. Uh, he is, uh, he, yeah, oh yeah, he's in much danger. He's 75th right now or yeah. 6th, something like that. Yeah. If he doesn't make the cut today, he'll go down. Right. And he'll have to win next week, basically, to get in. Right. It's uh, pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. What are they expecting like for... Oh. I was for just going to say, Patrick, what are they expecting for attendance over the course of the weekend for this? Uh, I'd say over over the course or per day. Well, either either or. I'd say twelve to fifteen, which will be announced as thirty-five. Ah, 
would be nice. You know, as crowd padding goes, uh, golf is in a class by its own, own, although they don't even bother. Generally, they don't bother to announce anything semi-official anymore. Hmm. Well, it's supposed to be just an absolutely gorgeous weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's not what, uh, you know, it's not the U.S. Open for sure as far as the field's concerned, and a lot of players are missing, but, hey, they still hit it a lot further than anybody else. So. Right. Uh, okay. Twins resumed tonight in Kansas City. Uh, we haven't got the uh, – we don't know yet. I don't think if Polanco's going on the active list, that could be the end of Joey Gallo, although it could, they could also uh, option out the force late kid, Walner, after he had two home runs, which would really be popular. Mm-hmm. But uh, – I, I don't know. I don't trust them. But uh, they, they put Buxton back on the active list and uh, sent Larnick back to St. Paul already. But uh, I, I don't know. It comes I, down to Joey Gallo or or Walden. So uh, Patrick, I, I did see, and you'll get as good a chuckle out of this one as I did, is when they when it was rumored that Gallo might be DFA'd, someone said, why not just trade him? And I thought, who in the hell is going to give you anything in return for a guy hitting 186. Plus, plus he has a no-trade contract. Yeah. He's got a no-trade contract, and uh, he also, nobody wants him. I'll tell you that, I think he's very trade. <laughs> yeah, so other than that. Be a hell of a good idea. <laughs> good. Now, I got, to, I got to ask you guys one question. Yep. After reading the PJ uh, expose, oh. I just wanted you all to stand up and applaud when the mayor walks into the room for the show every day. Give him that support, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and make it loud. Whatever you do, make it loud, too, the applause. What am I missing? Positivity is going to change this culture, period. When you get inside the football walls, you're going to have positivity hit you right in the face. Bam! <laughs> uh, front, uh, a place called Front Office Sports wrote a ex- expose on the PJ that was uh, timed for the Big Ten meetings, and not a lot of people putting their name to the accusation. And some of the accusations aren't bad enough to actually be accusations. But we did find out, Joe, that when he walks in a room, the players are supposed to applaud, and they have been chastised in the past for not applauding applauding loud enough and enthusiastically enough. You guys hear that? Wow. We got to start showing the respect that you deserve. Yeah, that's right. It's about time after all these years, for God's sake. But there's no hazing crisis that we're aware of. No, 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 God, no. We don't haze. We we, uh, go to hospitals. I I think that that, yeah, I don't think you got hazing there. Joe, hazing is not part of our culture. That's not part of our culture. He's such a short little guy that he probably been hazed his whole life, so he's probably against (laughs) it. But I, I, I know I heard that wrong, Patrick. The players have to applaud when he walks when into, he walks into the room. An enthusiastic applause. Yes. What? No. 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 <laughs> I quit. Goodbye. See ya. Well, what the these, heck? A few of these guys did, and then they, then they talked to whatever front office sports. Did. But apparently the guy who wrote it not only gave out his office phone number, but uh, he was on a, another AM radio station for a while yesterday or last night, hmm. uh, de- de- defending himself against all the attacks from uh, Black Man. Hmm. So I'm, yeah. I'm only offended by the applause. I don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. 
Now, I call that a toxic work environment. <laughs> even smiling would be a... That's, even that's too much to ask. <laughs> that's right. This guy wouldn't like the Krabby Coffee Shop, would he, Royce? Oh, no, it no. would not. It would not. He'd have... He'd want to have steamed milk for damn sure. No. <laughs> steamed milk? We don't have it at the Krabby Coffee Shop. Do they got an air-conditioned tent for you to type in? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's about five times bigger than it used to be when they had the senior event. Doesn't really have to be, but yeah, it's nice. It's All right. Well, so, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll 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 be rooting for you, and we'll talk to you Monday. All right, and we'll probably have a winner by then. I think so. <laughs> okay. All right. Yes, sir. Dude, you saw this. Oh, I did see that. That meant to cue up Kenny Olson. I, I'm, I'm too, I'm too stunned. Yeah, he I, said, I, uh, where, where bit, is this story, much. Reeves? You have to applaud PJ Fleck, right? I was on, yeah, yes, yeah. I was unaware when of the story. Walks in the room. It, where is this expose? I, I guess I should read it. <clears throat> I, I'm unaware of it. That seems so far fetched that there's no way that nobody on earth would ask that or demand that of anybody. Not even Elvis. Oh, Trump might. Not even Elvis did that. Uh, all right, you guys look for that, because I want to talk about Moon Motorsports for a second, the most exciting showroom in our area. And they have many of the models that a lot of us find really exciting. Midweight adventure bikes. Uh, they're really exciting. Very popular rides right now. And uh, they're really fun to ride. You can take these things everywhere, and Moon has the models we want like the Husqvarna Norden 901, the hard-to-find KTM 890 Adventure R, and the Triumph Tiger 900 Rally Pros. We've been talking about Triumph quite a bit lately. Wonderful motorcycles. And uh, starting yesterday, it's on right now, Moon Motorsports having their first-ever mid-season inventory reduction sale. It's in progress right now. Uh, the savings opportunity of the year. You can visit the showroom right now, see these deals for yourself, and check out all the bikes, the quads, the side-by-sides. You'll see everything at moonmotorsports.com. Uh, the inventory reduction sale in progress. They're just off 94, 25 minutes west of the Twin Cities, and on the web, moonmotorsports.com. Since 1985, Air Mechanical has served the Twin Cities for their heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical needs. They can also help you with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. Serving the entire metro area. From general maintenance to full install, they got you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more. Air Mechanical employs top-trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota. They operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. And their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repairs, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout-out for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. That's thinkami.com. You cannot stop it. You just make a move. Joe Suchere. I'll tell you who's made a move over the years. Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're online at mnmasoniccharities.org. And in 2006, that's when they made their move. And, man, are they helping out people. As you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the Minnesota's leading service organizations. I've been talking 
about them for last several months. Just another great example of what they do is the Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders, which is in Duluth. They provide early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders and have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children since 1900. Amazing, amazing work by some wonderful, wonderful people. If you'd like to learn more, Go to this website, MasonicChildrensClinic.org, MasonicChildrensClinic.org. If you want to get involved, they're having a golf tournament on August 14. That's in Duluth. Take the drive up there. Call 218-390-0864, 218-390-0864. Minnesota Masonic Charities. They're compassionate. They're committed, and man, are they capable. Let them know that you heard it on Garage Logic, and check out that golf tourney August 14th in Duluth, 218-390-0864. Say, uh, as they are wont to do, the Mysterians uh, have a uh, uh, have quite a significant role to play in educational standards. Mm-hmm. Boy, do they. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm reading from the New York Post that... Uh, uh, they've gotten California to basically destroy math education in the name of equity. Oh, sure. Huh. The state's new math framework for public schools gets rid of traditional instruction to emphasize self-identity okay. and collaboration in lieu of actual math. Instead of two plus two is four. That's right. Huh. It aims to keep all students in the same math courses until 10th grade, because that's equity. You shall not excel. Mm. No longer grouping students by skill so the kids who can learn more get the more advanced instruction they need. That isn't going to happen. Tragic. The result will be far fewer kids able to take advanced classes, calculus, or even algebra, and more slow children denied the chance to gain basic skills. The slow children. You know, short bus. <laughs> right. That's me. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? Boy, would I have excelled under this plan. Yeah. Uh, I, I report traffic. Yeah. yeah. Plan of I mediocrity. got a fart button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the new guidelines push transparent nonsense like... Math identity rainbows. I don't know what that is. Well, each student is to pick a color representing his or hers individual strength, communicating, perseverance, or numerical reasoning with an eye on teamwork and a supposed mathematical community. Oh, that's got it. I got it. I love that in stereo. They also junk Algebra 2 for Introduction to Data Science, which doesn't even try to teach core concepts like exponents, logarithms, and trigonometry. Uh, Black STEM faculty at the University of California warns that this harm, this harms rather than helps students of color. Well, I've been saying it for 25 years. Nobody has been more evil in the treatment of black America than liberals. And and here right. they are. Absolutely. Doing them more favors, huh? Nobody has made them less than, more than you Mysterians. Well, uh, Joe, uh, <clears throat> according to what I'm reading, uh, students of color have been traditionally marginalized by math. No, they've been made less than. Uh, I was definitely marginalized by math. How about you, Matt? 
I can't even spell it, let alone do it. <laughs> trigonometry, I, I, I would just, I had the Mitch McConnell blank stare. I don't even know what trigonometry means. I don't either. I don't uh, care what uh, angle as, it is. As the Post notes, this is a giant gift to China. Do yeah. you think the Chinese are uh, worried about what your pronoun is? I think they're going two plus two Do you think the Chinese want to have math based on equity, or no. they want the sharp Chinese kid to beat the Americans? Every time. Every time they want that Chinese this kid is, to beat the kid. Well, it's, it's embarrassing is it's what this medieval. is. It's medieval. It's just ridiculous. It's just absolutely ridiculous. None of us know what this means. We can all imagine that you'd be, essentially, you'd, you'd be patted on the back for having a nice rainbow color. <laughs> and equity has uh, been so corrupted and so so abused in this mysterious push to wreck the country that God only knows what it means. Uh, but you're all stuck in the same math class till 10th grade. Oh, see on that. Oh, my classmates demanded that I be removed from the math class and put in the dumb guy math uh, class. I was uh, down that at eighth grade. I was down there with the third graders. Two plus three is five. Math. I don't think I ever had algebra or trigonometry. I had. I would not have been capable of. No, I stood no chance in algebra. I was given a uh, a saint because I had geometry, which was taught by a Mr. Horiza. And he you saw, had Lenny. I didn't. I did not say that. I call him still after he's dead. I call him Mr. Horiza. Yeah. Um, I had the Mitch McConnell blank stare there, and he knew that. So he kind of he but had a grading he system. He took care of you. He had geometry a took care of guys like me. Yeah. Geometry's not tough, Matthew. Yeah, I don't know rhombus and syllabus and. Well, oh, I, 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 I had a well maybe it is because I don't know what that means. As a kid, and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. So wait that a minute. caused you not to. I don't have the uh, math part of I the thought, brain. I got the other wait, part. Wait a second. I thought geometry was that's a triangle, that's a square, that's well, a I rectangle. That. I know those. Yeah. But that, I can't that's make a stop an sign a is what that is. It's a rhombus. So wait a minute. What what rhombus. grade? 10th grade? 11th uh, grade? Sophomore year was geometry. So 10th grade, that was probably the debut of the sidekick in a can. <laughs> yeah, that basically. I I went to the entertainment. Oh mode. boy! Yeah, I, what, is that a circle, <laughs> Mr. Horizon? With the glazed look <laughs> in your eyes. These old values. Tell the tell the the greatest Lenny story ever. My kid I used to have was Lenny's. Uh, was the tallest high school basketball manager in the state. <laughs> yes, and he 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 thought fondly of Len because he figured Len out. He, uh, Len, I'll tell you a Len story before you tell okay, yours. Who go. was the great black kid that uh, they had at that era of, of uh, basketball? Uh, Andy's Arvesta era. Kelly. Arvesta Kelly. And one of the rules Lenny had, Len Horizon, was no one touches him and no one leans on his shoulder or anything. Yep. Len was very strict. And one day there's a huddle, and I'm being told this by the kid I used to have, and Arvesta kind of rests his arm on Lenny's shoulder, and Len turns and looks and sees a Sarvesta and then just says to himself, oh, that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he was a former Marine, and he was a hell of a boxer. Yep. And he was just, but he was, he was the greatest guy in the world. Good human being. You would not ever want to call him Len. Yeah, what are you doing, Such? Even uh, after you graduate. I don't well, I know. I never had him. I wasn't in school there. But you're calling him Len. Well, what, Mr. Horizon, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. you can because you're an adult. But, right. But tell, tell, this, tell this story about the kid leaving. So the it's the last day of school, 
Uh, and, and he had a, a second-floor classroom on a corner. And so there was a, a long staircase, and then at the end of the hallway, there was another staircase. And one of the kids, it was goodbye time, 2.30, wherever it was, and the kids stood at the end of the hallway, and Mr. Horizon was outside in the hallway, outside of his door, and the kid said, See you next year, Lenny! Oh. And then and took oh. off. And Horizon oh. just, he had kind of like these yep. shoulders, and he just... Old Polish guy. He just kind of looked took and he nodded. He, he took note. He didn't say anything and just laughed it off, whatever. And then uh, the first day of school came. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> they, oh. Mr. Horizon went up to that kid, grabbed him by the throat, and started smacking him. <laughs> he wasn't beating him up. He was just, you know, smacking him. Jesus, like, what is really? This? He's like, what are you doing? What's this for? He said, that's for May 30th at 2.30 last year. Blah, blah, blah. He cited the time. And the, the kid was just, he totally got busted. That's the way schools should be, and they're not. That's if, what we need. If you we were need late, Mr. Horiza. I, I need Mr. Horiza to address the country. Yes. If you were late for his class, yep. you had to go like this. You had to lean with your fingers yep. against the wall. Yep. And till he, or you had to sit and watch TV. Down like this. How'd you do in that class, Matthew? How'd you? What class did he teach? Math, you said. Uh, he taught math, but he taught me geometry. He never taught me math. He just taught me geometry. The toughest teacher I had in high school is not, it is my favorite teacher, and to this day I still call her Mrs. Rylander. There's no way, no way I would address her by her first Coaches name. Coaches are the same way. Uh, even to this day, at my varsity baseball, I refuse to call him by his first name. As a matter of fact, I know I know the kids of some of my teachers, and I'll be like, well, how's Mr. Brown doing? Well, yeah, we're yeah. talking about their dad. Right. <laughs> you know? My French teacher was my homeroom teacher, the hardest teacher. I, four years of French I took, and I still talk to him all the time in Who, French. What was the name of my Spanish teacher? Senorita Gonzalez. Hartman? Or, uh, Is that Hill? No, it's St. Thomas. Oh. I, I told know. you that story when I rode the elephant. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So God. She'd be proud of you now with your new fart buttons, too, I'm sure. Just shook her head. Just, <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew that's yeah. what he'd end up doing, working for the circus. Say, uh, we have a cargo ship on fire, another one, carrying 2,857 cars. Some of which are electric, and that's where the fire is feared to have started. It's called the Fremantle Highway, a cargo ship sailing under the Panamanian flag, carrying 2,857 new cars from Germany to Egypt. It's currently stuck off the northern coast of the Netherlands after a fire erupted, killing one sailor and injuring several, several others. According to a Coast Guard spokesperson, it is believed that the fire originated from one of the 25 electric vehicles on board. However, the official stance of the Dutch Coast Guard via its official blog on the blaze is that the official cause is unknown. At this stage, it is not known which manufacturers had vehicles aboard the Fremantle Highway. Let me pause and give you a, a complete aside. If you get an old British car, sports car, yeah. uh, Austin Healey, Triumph, I'm sure Porsche does it too, Jag, MG, Triumph, you can send to England for a really modest fee and request a heritage certificate. And you will get back all the details of the car you have. 
where it was shipped from, what day oh, it was made. A build sheet. A, well, no, it's even more than a build sheet because they and they include the name of the ship that the car came over oh, the Atlantic really? on. That's Neat. cool. Yeah. I'd like to wow. mock you for that, but yeah. I think that's pretty yeah. cool. Uh, back to this. The blaze erupted around midnight local time. 23 crew members aboard. The uh, blaze spread rapidly, likely due to a combination of the EVs and the fuel in other cars. The crew unsuccessfully attempted to extinguish the blaze before evacuating, with several crew members injuring themselves when fleeing. Uh, I think one guy died. It did have a death. Yeah. Yeah. The incident immediately calls to mind the 22 a 2022 blaze last summer aboard the Felicity Ace, which caught fire in the Atlantic, and nearly 4,000 vehicles were lost, including some of the final u- units of the Lamborghini Aventador Ultima, along with several Audis, VMWs, and a Porsche 718 Spider. Those the car companies replaced those cars. Lamborghini had to retool to to make those. Because they those were the last ones. Oh, Mercedes Benz has three hundred fifty vehicles on that thing. While the cause of Felicity Ace's blaze was never confirmed, it did have several EVs on board, including multiple examples of the Porsche Taycan. Taycan. Uh, earlier this year, a Norwegian shipping company refused to transport EVs due to risks posed by EV fires, which are harder to extinguish due to the chemical runaway from the batteries. Hmm. Wow. Let me tell you something. Those EVs are... uh, They're a problem, huh, Joe? So far, they're more trouble than they're worth. Uh, I guess I'll never get a client that wants me to sell EVs. Probably not. Uh, which is fine with me. I don't care. I, I'm just not a fan yet. I did see a video clip of two EVs that had collided in it's in transit. Bad scene. Oh my! And it was they weren't big vehicles. It was just two. I don't know if it was a Nissan Leaf, whatever it was. They were two very minute, not miniature, but smaller vehicles. I could not believe the carnage. What are you calling the ship? The Fremantle Highway. Oh, okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. As you were. It looks like a giant ferry more than a ship. Yeah. Well, why do they load them up with so many cars? Well, it's that's how what, you make money. That, that's what they do. They're the not going to book a ship and mail over 10 cars. Yeah. 2,857. They should yeah. just get like a big bubble thing, like the hockey thing, the dome. <laughs> Helicopter, <laughs> one by one. Yeah, bring them on. Can you oh. picture any of how this might work? They should make them... Um, Oh, the water cars, the aqua car, that like in St. Croix, that car, what are those things called? Don't you have a family that you need to help move right now? Oh, right now they're putting together. They're called amphicars. Yeah. They have nothing to do with the St. Croix. You might have seen one on the St. Croix. I see one annually on the St. Croix. It's one of them, their car boat deals. They were German made. Those what were, were they meant? Were they meant just for pleasure or were they meant It was a novelty that it was a boat and a car. A broat. And now they're highly collectible, worth a fortune. I'm shocked that you don't have one. I don't want one. What? Who made those? It was a German made. Das hier ist mein Sektor. Yeah. Das hier ist das wichtigste Gerät des Küstenwächter. Das Gerät und das Mayday, Mayday. Hello, can you hear us? We have cars sinking. We have cars sinking. Uh, we 
We are sinking. We, we are, are sinking. Hello? This is the German Coast Guard. We are sinking. We're sinking. What are you thinking about? <laughs> Every time. Every time it's funny. Yeah. It's like the art joke. And it's the apprehension that the, uh, the German Coast Guard a responder goes up to the Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is the German Coast Guard. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Well, gang, uh, could hey. you take a final timeout, please? Sure, I can All do right. that. Reach at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, giving us two fantastic options to save big money on Liberty Safes. First is the Franklin Sale. Um, and here are the options. We get three to choose from. The Franklin 23, the 40, and the 50, ranging in prices from 2949 up to 4349 All three include the E-Lock Kit Plus Accessories. Now, that's a pretty darn good deal. Um, but you can choose a different deal, which is also pretty good. It's the 20% off deal. That, this is where now you, you step up to Rich, and you don't even have to whisper. You can say it out loud. Rich, I'm a GLer. And Rich is immediately going to say, you get 20% off any in-stock safe in the house. But remember, the 20% off, it's just for us. Nobody else knows about this one. Uh, so be sure you declare your status when you walk in. Liberty Safe, the best safe ever made right here in the United States of America. Best fire protection you can buy, best value, transferable lifetime warranties. And Rich will set you up with the delivery and uh, setup. Maple Grove Lock and Safe. You'll find the showroom right there in Maple Grove, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and 24 hours a day on the web, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. <clears throat> I've got something for Such here when we come back. You're coming back with the scramble? Yes, sir. Yeah. Is this it? It's not going to run, man. Yeah, and I got this week in history. Finally. Thank God today is Friday. Yeah, you got to go help. You got to go to the airport. Suit, what? You really, really, really let me down today. Okay. And it might be the first time, and I didn't realize it until minutes ago. But you've really, really fallen. You've you once the once a great man has really fallen. Look at the monitor. What do I have perched on my big fat? I didn't bother melon? to say anything because I just figured you're not. A, you're just a hopeless case. <laughs> Wow. He wore What's a hat today during the whole show. What's wrong with you? What the, what the hell's wrong with you? You mean you're only going to take it off if, if I said something? If the I forgot. I forgot I had it on. If the Pope walked into that studio and sat down, you would make him take his Pope hat off. Right, I would. Yes, his yarmulke. You really got to get your ass together, Mayor. I seriously, I knew you were wearing it. I looked at it, and I made a conscious decision. I said, self, he ain't worth the effort. I noticed he had it on. Jeez. I didn't say anything. Well, now it's gone. You just, that was hurtful. Right. Well, now, you now tried I'm to hurt me, and I'm hurting back. You really got to get it together, man. <laughs> Other wow. Than that, it's blaming you. Yeah. Seriously. It's my fault. It's it is my your fault, fault that he wore a hat. <laughs> it's your show. Your rules. Uh-oh. You're my. Okay. I'm sorry to do this to you. What do you I'm got? I'm flying blind. 45 seconds. 
This is going to be a doozy. As Kamala Harris tries to explain the nature of democracy. Are we ready for this, gentlemen? Well, here we go. Okay, hang on. To patch things together on a fun Friday. The nature of democracy is, is it's, there, there are two sides to it in terms of the nature of it. There's a duality. Oh, On the one hand, when democracy is intact, it is incredibly strong in terms of the strength it bestows on the individuals in terms of their rights and their freedoms. Incredibly strong in terms of what it does for its people. On the other hand, it's very (laughs) fragile. A democracy will only be as intact as our willingness to fight for it. And so fight we must and fight we will. Was she talking to 12-year-olds? You got to believe in the duality, you know? I drive a tractor in the fall that has duality. See? <laughs> all the way around, all yep. four. <laughs> it's eight, I actually. I do have permission, right? Anytime I see a Kamala clip, it oh, gets yeah. played. Yeah. Only because they come to us Nothing. all the way from Fernandine. Wait, wait, wait. Update? From the Orlando, Florida International Airport. <gasps> They're oh. heading on the run again. MCO. From the traveling Lymans, we we received our new 10-year passports, oh. which is why we were staying at the villages. While we were here, we never encountered any swingers or witnessed any of this type of behavior. Well, they're very discreet. We did meet a lot of church-going people of many different faiths. I am just guessing, but maybe Kenny may think that the term church-going is a catchphrase for yeah. the swinger lifestyle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we are fondue, on the move again. same thing. <laughs> Orlando, Florida International Airport. Like your Pam story that you built, spam story that you built up and ran out of time and carry it over to the next podcast. We'll let you know on Monday's podcast where we will be. Okie doke. Wow. Wow, they're leaving the beach, huh? Yeah. All right. On this day... Today is uh, July 28th, Joe. In 1861, John A. Johnson, Minnesota's first homegrown governor, was born in St. Peter. A Horatio Alger success story, Johnson worked his way up from poverty to become editor of the St. Peter Herald. A popular figure statewide, he was elected governor in 1905, and his oratorical skills attracted nationwide attention. He died in office on September 21, 1909, cutting short plans to make him the Democratic Party's presidential nominee in 1912. Interesting. Governor John A. Johnson. Never never heard of him. Native-born. Hmm. You know, on this day in history in Minnesota, yeah. you you learn a lot about former governors. Politicians, yes. Uh, most of whom we've never had reason to uh, to know about. Yes. Uh, John A. Johnson, Matt. Uh, Jess Myers, in an Instagram post, posted a picture, an autographed photo of a Senator Dave Durenberger and... Who was the Lou guy, Lieutenant Governor, that Pat said? Uh, Lou Wangberg? Lou Wangberg. I just saw that the other day. The hmm. family of Lou Wangberg can rest. He's been found. Because <laughs> he threw out the first ball at a Twins game. Nobody ever heard of him. Right. <clears throat> 
Now, who was he? Was Alquie's lieutenant governor, wasn't he? Yeah. Yes. I, I would say so. Well, thank you very much, GLers. The scramble light is lit. The garage refrigerator is open. Thank you. And my mother was the calligrapher for Governor Alquie. Was that an official state title? She did all the work for him, yeah. It wasn't an official title. So she knew Lou Wangberg. I'm sure she did. Well, she would have known of him for sure. Yes. Because she probably had to calligraph something for Is him. Is Al still with us? No. Anything now uh, with Lou? He's not, no, no one's no, listening. No, I don't think so. No one's listening. Oh, that's right. We, this is where we have to. I was looking up uh, Al Queen. YouTube, Brooke, YouTube. Well, you can subscribe to Garage Logic, and it's free. Subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube. That's all I got to say. Town Council, you want to get the ins and outs during the breaks? Go to garagelogic.com, and you could get a $10 Fragaloni's Hardware and Garden Store gift card. Happy Friday, Chuck.